super excited for you guys to hear today's episode with my buddies Elon and Blake. And I know that you guys read in the description of the title of this episode, how to build a successful business by only working two hours a day. I know it sounds crazy, but they're going to go over conceptually how they've done it and how they teach other people to do it. And it was just wild, like three of us on there just having a great, genuine and authentic conversation, really free flowing and just amazing information. So I know you guys are going to love it. And again, for those that still don't know, my latest book, uh, which hit, it hit number one new release in five categories on Amazon. So thank you guys so much for the support. The Marketing Workbook for LinkedIn, which is a follow-up supplement workbook to my original bestseller, uh, the LinkedIn Book for Network Marketing, is out. And I am all this week, I'm giving out some free gifts and prizes to those that support it. They buy it. They leave a rating and review on Amazon and would be grateful for your continued support. So guys, please enjoy this episode. I know you're going to love it and can't wait for you guys to hear it. Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week I'm going to come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create the success that you truly deserve. So super stoked about today's episode. Um, I I have Blake and Alan here. And, you know, the backstory is Alan and I connected about a month ago and just had this just tremendous connection uh, about entrepreneurship. Uh, about just high vibration and and the pivoting that that a lot of entrepreneurs had to make. And he told me about his business partner, Blake, who does a lot of coaching and speaking. Um, and I immediately resonated with that since I do coaching and speaking. And, and I said, you know what? I'm like, instead of just, you know, kind of just going back and forth through messaging, I said, let's, let's d- jump on a podcast episode. And I was telling Alan, I'm like, this is going to be my first uh, try episode where I'm interviewing two people at the same time. So, you know, uh, the listeners that aren't seeing this, obviously we're on Zoom right now. And even we, we've been on this for about 23 minutes, just jamming out uh, without hitting the record button. And it was the best. There, there's been all this golden nuggets. And I'm like, we were just talking, I'm like, you know, I'm just going to hit record and we're just going to start talking. So obviously there's so much that I want to dive in uh, with both of you guys. So, but before we, we get in into all of that, for my audience that is not familiar with either of you, uh, whoever would like to start first, whoever alphabetically, if we want to go, you know, B for Blake. Um, <laughs> it's just, very political of you. <laughs> just, um, <laughs> just share a little bit of, of your personal backgrounds. And, and the one thing that my audience loves to hear is, is that moment uh, in your life, business-wise, where that entrepreneurial spark was lit, that has continued, um, you know, having you on this path of where you guys are today. Ooh, deep questions. I guess alphabetically, I'll kick the ball first here. So, honestly, it's it's a special background for Elan and I, who are best friends and have known each other for almost fifteen years, because I think the spark began when we first met we just didn't know it yet 
because to those of you listening right now, uh, go back in your mind to university or college or something like it, even if it was summer camp where you're living with a group of other people. I was living in a residence, Elan was living in the same residence, and I just wanted to make some friends. So I literally walked the halls with my guitar. I didn't even play anything. I just walked the halls carrying a guitar, <laughs> trying to make friends. And Elan saw me walking by his room the first night of university, and he basically yelled at me. He's like, dude, with the guitar, we should jam. And I was nervous because I knew a bit of guitar, but not much. So I go back to his room. Elan is a very proficient guitar player. Everyone, he will not play for you right now, but you're missing out. And so we start jamming on guitars. And it was, it was like this bromantic moment of, I just played some basic chords. Elan started doing these wild solos that I'd never heard before. And it just worked. And then people came by the room and they were listening in and they were smiling. And everyone who listened to the made up song smiled. So we called that song Contagious. We're like, oh, it's like contagious. People love it. Now, the current time we're talking, and I realize contagion is not the topic we want to dive into, but you get the point. And really, the spark began there where Elan and I realized that creatively, we were up to something that on our own was not possible, but with each other was super fun, meaningful, memorable, and it actually elevated our entire student experience. It made academics easier because we had an outlet. It made friendship easier because we had an amplifier, metaphorically and literally. And it just made conversation easier and connection way easier because we were playing music when we weren't doing the schoolwork. And literally, the spark has just gone from there because to this day, we are still doing creative combo work in business in the form of virtual co-working with entrepreneurs worldwide and there's about 2,000 steps in between the start and that minute but I'll let Elan say some stuff throughout this interview. <laughs> well j just to kind of uh, go off of that if, if people can't see Elan right now but he, he definitely has this Jason Mraz look where you know he, he's got the scruffy beard and he's got got the hat and obviously now we know that he can sing and play the guitar so um it it, it kind of it, it just to give you guys a visual of what's going on on the other side so um you know elan why, why don't you take it from here and obviously share that that other side of the story the the guy that was looking at the guy that was walking down the hallway with the guitar in his hand well what's what's there are so many paths we can take this story right now because as like said, there's like 2000 steps. Um, I, I've, I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid, you know, basically looking for fun opportunities to just make things happen. And um, so actually one really funny thing. So Blake, it's funny that you're here, but even in university, um, I ended up starting a wing restaurant out of my residence room. And the funny thing is, and that sounds a bit crazy. I was in business school there too. So I was like, I've got to put my business to the test here. Um, and so we were running a, a whole wing joint out of there. And so one day I blew a fuse because we were running like two fryers, a fans, lights, sound system. Like we had it all. We had a slamming room. I have like two chefs in there, a server. I don't know how we fit like 14 people in this single residence dorm room, which if you can picture is a little square box. You removed the beds. You took all the furniture out. You're right. We totally, we took the furniture out. I actually moved into a different room just so that I could have the restaurant. But one day when that fuse blew and I had to call downstairs and say, hey, we need you to like 
flip the switch or whatever. Thank God Blake was the residence advisor because we lived in residence in second year too. And uh, so Blake came upstairs to my room and I'm like, thank God it was Blake because it's my friend, right? And he's like, Elan, I'm not going to go in your room. I don't want to know what's happening in there. I don't want to be held liable forever knowing what you're doing. I know what you're doing is not something I should know. And it wasn't until like the end of university that he actually found out what the heck I was doing. Yeah, with the swing joint. But what 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 has been really amazing in in our journey, and I think a massive turning point was years after university, we were both living in Toronto, Canada, and uh, there was this feeling that everything that we had learned in university about community and fun and being alive, and it was it was sort of gone. It, it was missing and that's where Blake and I we actually moved in together as roommates officially um, and this is years after university and we called our place studio 360 and that's where we really started experimenting with coaching each other um, you know having accountability on accountability on steroids like I sold him on a twelve thousand dollar coaching program which was paying rent, <laughs> but we, leg- we legit st- stood with it. And once a week for two, more than two years, we had like a three hour coaching session at 7am in the morning, like while everyone's sleeping. And every quarter we had a summit where we left the city for two days to reflect on both our businesses, vision out the next bit, like the next quarter, every year we did like our end of year summit. So we were we were doing all this co-working we were doing all this stuff together with the hopes of bringing in a lot of the things we had learned which is you know having a great community having great health having great relationships and having a great business and that's that was i think the pivotal point of what now we're looking at years later is honestly we still hop into those calls that we started years ago, but we know how to run ourselves through our, our systems and our carts. And I don't think there's anybody I know better than Blake because we've gone through it. I mean, three hours a week of actual legit coaching for two years, you're going to get to know someone. And, uh, and anyways, it's been, a, it's been a blast ever since. You know, it, it's so important because, you know, and I love how you guys are sharing the journey and the infrastructure of what was kind of laid down in the very beginning, because, you know, you know, the, how the saying goes, everyone sees the glory, but they don't know the story. You know, they don't, Mm. they don't know about, you know, those, those quarterly, uh, you know, little escapes that you guys took when it was just the two of you or the, the, the summits where it was just the two of you. And it was just, that's where it all began. And I go back to even my story, everyone sees everything that I'm doing now. And now having 23 years of coaching under my belt. But they don't realize, you know, the first uh, 18 years was was a, a struggle. It was a lot of ups and downs. It was, you know, having successful businesses, failed businesses, you know, trading a lot of time for dollars, uh, you know, coaching sometimes, um, you know, when, when you're when you're a personal trainer, your day begins as soon as your your eyes open up. As soon as the gym opens, that's when my coaching practice would start, which is five a.m. and and wouldn't 
end until I left the gym at 9 p.m. So when you're putting 15, 16 hours of coaching in every single day, six days a week for almost 18 years, which equates to over 65,000 hours of spending one-on-one time with other human beings face-to-face, you end up getting really good at coaching people. And it's not that I have an advantage over other people. I think there's a lot of great coaches out there, but you know, the one thing that I can attribute, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, is that not, what, what makes me a great coach is I'm a great listener. I don't, I don't talk over people. I don't tell them what they want to hear. To make a coaching program or a talk or a speech or a summit successful, you actually have to listen to the people that you're talking to or you're coaching. So w- with what you guys are doing now and what you've known through your journey, and you know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that, that listen to this podcast that you know, may be struggling. You know, they, they may be you know, teetering on that, on that ledge of saying, you know what, maybe entrepreneurship is not for me. Maybe this business is not for me. I'm not, I'm not good at this. From what you guys now know, how important is it to not only practice what you preach, but being a really good active listener when you are communicating with other people? I'd say it's super important to be a great listener, an active listener. And honestly, I think it's also really exciting and innovative to be a listener these days because attention is so short. And it reminds me of something that Elan and I were up to a while back, which it wasn't really for business purposes. It was because it was summertime and we had some time to kill. This was years ago. And Elan, myself, and another friend, Dave, we actually created a conversation that we had with complete strangers. And we asked one question to people in coffee shops. And so we put up this bright yellow bristle board on our coffee shop table and people would walk by and the bright board said, we are having, we are writing a book about conversations with people like you come by and say hi. And everybody walked by. They're like, you're ridiculous. I don't want to talk to the creepy people in the coffee shop with the bristle board. But every so often somebody would be like, I don't know what this is about, but I'm into it. And we would ask everybody this one question, which was, what would you do with 500 extra hours? And it was amazing because everybody's initial response was so basic. They're like, oh, I'd like work out more. I'd like, I'd probably dust the bottom of my shelves. Um, I'd like file stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. We get it. Like you're, there's stuff you need to do, but truly we're handing you 500 extra hours. What would you love to do at that time? And sometimes we were in those conversations with four hours with a complete stranger. And we were on like a cold coffee after the first 25 minutes. And people were telling us their like deepest, darkest secrets and biggest, boldest dreams. We met a guy who was 80 years old and said he wanted to go to the moon, but he only ever told his best friend because everybody else would judge him because he's like 80. And I tell you this story because, especially for anyone listening, all that was was an exercise in listening. And the connections that we made with those people were ridiculous. I still have them in my phone. If I text any one of them, even though I haven't in about nine years, I could be like, hey, I was that guy who was part of 500 extra hours in the coffee shop in Toronto in like 2000 and whatever. They will remember because they never had an experience like it. 
once in a lifetime conversation that was created by Eli and myself and our friend Dave. And the 500 extra hours concept just came from the fact that that's how much time you get if you wake up two hours earlier than you currently do. So it doesn't take much. And that's why Elan and I, when we work with entrepreneurs, we design two hour work days where you come in and you just build for two hours. And if you do nothing else with your day, your business will still thrive because it is such a devoted, intentional, focused two hours. And we learned that accidentally just by trying to wake up earlier years ago and having cool conversations where all we did was ask one question and listen for sometimes four hours. You know, this is where Elan and I really connected because he shared this concept with me. And the, the going back to, to my wife when we guys were talking in the pre-show, one of her businesses called Work Life Balance. It's a it's a house cleaning, residential house cleaning business. So we have six or seven cleaners and we we manage the company from our phone and that's it. And she got the idea because she read uh, a blog on Reddit about this guy that left corporate America and then started this residential house cleaning business to have better work-life balance. And for me, one of the hardest things that, and I, I put this all on her, she has helped me tremendously with this. I had horrible work-life balance. And this comes back to, again, uh, human beings are creatures of habit. Change is scary and we don't like change. We want to do what's comfortable. So for me, I used to correlate success and making money by working as many hours as possible because that's what I did. You know, to create six figures in personal training is very difficult, but you can do it if you're training all day, every day, like I was. So then this concept of working smarter and not harder when I got into online marketing seven years ago, it didn't make sense to me. I literally would have these extra hours and I'm like, what the hell do I do with myself? And again, as I progress and as I started doing a lot of more personal development, you, you start to enjoy other things, reading, writing, journaling, meditating, having a podcast, listening to a podcast. You, you start to find going for a walk around the neighborhood, which is something that Nancy and I love doing, just literally leaving our phones at the house and getting the dogs. I grab one, she grabs the other, and we walk for about a half hour just talking, like normal activity. So as I started to understand the concept of work-life balance, and obviously she was very inspired by the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss. That, that's what really sparked it for her. She loves that book. I love it. I love Tim, everything he does, the tools of Titans and everything. So I made it a goal this year uh, to really set strict boundaries and not say yes to everything. And this was, this was a big thing for me because I'm a yes person because I don't want to quote unquote miss an opportunity. You know, I get a lot of FOMO, but I started putting around strict boundaries last year uh, I don't do any business before 10 a.m., and that's when we started. And I don't do business after 7 p.m. Now, it's it's actually got even more structured. So I still don't do anything before 10 a.m. We get up at 6. We have a very strict, we have a four-hour window every day. Every morning, it's just us. And that's seven days a week. Nice. So 
That's literally 28 hours a week where it's just us. It's just us. That's it. Hmm. And that's what I love because, you know, you compound that over a month. That's 112 hours a month extra that's just free. And then I said to myself, you know, and I, like I told you guys in the pre-show, I have my son every Wednesday and the Thursday and every other weekend. So when I get him on Wednesdays, I pick him up at 1.30. So I said, you know what? When I get him, I'm done work for the day. I'll work from 10 to 1, three hours. And then the rest of the day, so basically it's a half day on Wednesdays and a half day on Fridays, which means I'm now only working four days a week and I have three days off every single week fully. That was another thing that I put into play. Once Friday hits, whatever time my last session is, I'm done until Monday morning at 10 a.m. There is no business on Saturday. There is no business on Sunday. I even had someone say, listen, we need you to do a training. Can you do this virtual summit? It's Sundays. I said, sorry. I said, I protect my weekends. If you can find a time to do it during the week, I'd be happy to do it, but I can't do it on Saturday or Sunday. That is my recharge time. Yeah. My, my big goal for this year is to take 200 days off this year. Nice. So if you equate that into months, that's basically six months off this year and meaning no work. So I, I haven't calculated where I am right now, but starting today, after my, I'm done today, Nancy and I are taking a five-day staycation. So we took off from tomorrow through next week. So we have five days of just resting, recharging, getting stuff done around the house, and just relaxing. So it's so important to, like you said, everyone listens to this. They're like, they're like, bullshit. There's no way that you can be productive in two hours and build a business. But you know what? I go back to the story of Roger Bannister. Everyone said it was impossible to run a four minute mile, right? Yeah. And then Roger Bannister comes along, does it, proves the concept, and then 13 other people do it that same year after he did. So you guys are proof that you can run and grow a successful business in two hours a day, and now you're teaching others how to do it. It's, it's amazing what you're saying around the vacation. I think you're right. A lot of people, they don't, they don't think it's possible. Now, Tim Ferriss, as you were saying, you know, the four-hour work week is an inspiration, I think, to all of us. Um, now, what's funny is, so last year, I was, I was, right now, we have a virtual co-working world, right? But last year, I was working, doing business development, doing consulting work. Um, and I needed a way to do my business development, like to do reach outs, to do all those things. And to be honest, to stay consistent with that, as you know, a trainer, you got to do your reps. Like if you don't do your pushups, you're not going to get in shape. There's no question. It's the same thing with business. You got to do your reps. So, uh, so last year, year, or I mean this, who knows when this podcast, when people will be listening, but yeah, in 2019, when I was doing, um, <clears throat> the cost consulting business, I was working in this co-working style uh, with people. So would show up on a Zoom meeting for two hours each day to do, my, to do my business development work. And what happened is I didn't even mean to build this co-working world as a business. It just so happened that at the end of last year, I looked back at the whole year and I said, the only thing I really loved was this style of working. Like I was work, I'm a rock climber. 
So I worked for part of the year while in these like world-class climbing destinations and I would finish my work day and then I would go rock climbing. And I basically, I actually set it up as a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I just worked three days a week and I had it set. So Monday and Friday, I could just like, you know, if it was really nice, I wanted to be out, outside, but it required incredible focus. There's so much busy work to be done. There is, there is, uh, let's be honest, there is infinite amount of work you could do. And the thought exercise of the four hour work week, it's really about the power of focus. And that's the question. And I think Scott, you probably are doing lots of master classes and tips with your clients on what is that focus? Like if you did only have two hours to build your business a day, what would you actually non-negotiably need to do and everything else can take care of itself? So we, we like to pose that question to the people, to, to our daily members of, you know, if you were to really, you know, generate an additional $100,000 and you only had 100 minutes a day to, to build that, what would you do? And for those that are listening right now, like literally ask yourself that question, what would you do you know, assuming you could do the delivery of the service and all that at another time, but to generate that business and build it, what would you do if you had that time? That's, that's really the question. And Scott, I, I mean, I'd love to hear how you focus your time. And, and, and to the listeners, what do you think is the most critical thing to, to, to focus on? Like anything to add to that? No further comments. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> So, you know, it's a tough question. No, well, so for me, um, organization and being organized was something that I really struggled with because when I went from uh, the physical working world to the digital working world, it literally everything got flipped upside down. But I, but I remember something that really helped me in the very beginning when I started personal training back in 2000, which was a paper planner. You know, there were no iPhones. Uh, Blackberries had just started coming out. There were trios back then and palms, if you remember those. Yeah. And I remember having that paper planner, and I still have my personal training logbooks from years ago. And it helped me really keep scheduled. And I got away from it because as you get further into technology, you start doing things that you think are easier and streamlined. So everything was going into my phone. So I remember taking a, a class about six years ago called Organize Your Life. It was by one of my first mentors called, her name is Susan Sly, also um, from the Toronto area. And she wrote a book called Organize Your Life. And it, it, it took you through the methodologies of, of how to get organized, starting from having a dedicated workspace and having hours of operation. But when she got to the, the paper planner and having highlighters that denoted certain activity, you know, green for money producing activities, purple for podcasting, uh, yellow for personal appointments, orange for coaching. And I started really, and I took the course six times because, you know, I, I, I wanted to master this. I wanted to get so hyper organized that I knew if I was I would never feel overwhelmed. I would not feel stressed. I would always feel on top of my work, whether not the work being on top of me. 
And when I really got this paper planner and I'm and people still think it's crazy that, that I use a paper planner. Like I, I use my phone for certain things, but my paper planner, it goes everywhere I go. If I'm going in the car, I put it right in the side. It goes because I love being able to, to write physically, see my day. I open up my planner. I can see my entire week. I have a dentist appointment here. I got to go pick up Taylor then. That's helped me really block off my days because that goal, like I said, of having 200 days off a week, if it's not in my planner, it's not going to get done. So, you know, if you were to look at my paper planner this week, there's a huge arrow from Wednesday through Sunday that says staycation across it. So there's nothing booked. There's nothing written down because I'm not doing any work. So for me, being very hyper-organized, my, my saving grace is my paper planner and my highlighter where I can actually see the transition of my business. If you were to look at my paper planner three years ago, and orange is my color that denotes a coaching client. And I had just launched my LinkedIn coaching practice. And obviously I didn't know how to price it right. So too many people were saying yes. Every column was orange, 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 wow. orange. So I had recreated that busy schedule that I did uh, when I was personal training, it was just session after session after session. Was I making money? Yeah, but I was working just as hard for it as I was when I was personal training. Now, if you look at my book, you only see about five or six orange highlighted spaces for the entire week. So I've gone from coaching literally 20 to 25 hours a week to about three to four hours a week because I got hyper-focused, hyper-organized, but very specific of how I wanted my week to look. I did not want my week spent just coaching all day. If I want to go outside for 20 minutes and, and shoot some baskets at the end of my driveway, I want to do that. If I want to go take my car out for a drive, I want to be able to do that. If I just want to go into the kitchen, make something to eat, throw on Netflix, watch an episode of The Office, I want to be able to do that. And now I can. Great show. Drop the Love mic. The office. <laughs> I, I've watched it like literally, I've watched the series like six or seven times already. I, can't, I just can't get enough. The paper planner thing is so awesome because I think that especially with the massive shift we've all gone through, being stuck at home and with quarantine and just being safe and all that, no matter how organized and how diligent we all were or thought we were, like the whole deck got shuffled like literally it's like someone just threw the deck of cards on the ground it's like figure it out design your life let's see it bro even if you're super organized and diligent and what i often find is even though boundaries are so important whether it be physical boundaries emotional boundaries mental boundaries work boundaries life boundaries friend boundaries, whatever like i actually find making every single thing as physical as possible so helpful especially for entrepreneurs and creatives and people with ideas and ambition and FOMO and so literally the reason why currently if you could see us Elan and I are both wearing fedoras is because this is our virtual co-working hat and when I take this off and when Elan takes off his hat it actually shifts something and what we are up to and it sounds totally geeky 
but simple boundaries put in place for entrepreneurs working from home. Things like maybe it's wearing a hat, maybe it's wearing a shirt, maybe it's literally putting a piece of duct tape on your floor near your desk or near your couch office, wherever the heck you set up your computer. And on this side of the piece of duct tape, I'm at work. On this side of the piece of duct tape, I am a parent. On this side of the piece of duct tape, I can check email. On this side of the piece of duct tape, I cannot check email. And it sounds like we're three-year-olds who need little like Duplo blocks and cushions on the edges of glass tables, but like we, we genuinely do. We actually need to gamify how we do things and don't do things. And honestly, Elan and I, we say that we are incredible experts on the topic of productivity because we are incredible experts on the topic of procrastination. So by <laughs> hacking our own tendencies and working in these two hour work days virtually, it, it just, we're like dogs in cones. Like we're in the cone of work right now and we can't see left, we can't see right. And so I love what you were saying about the paper planner because sure, that was invented decades if not centuries ago, but it's those physical boundaries that I think make it possible for entrepreneurs to have all other boundaries in a world that really there's, there's no doors anymore, especially while we're working from home online. I, I'd love to add to the, Elan here, I'd love to add to the <laughs> calendar because uh, the calendar is something we've all got. We've all got time. That's, that's what everyone has. We're all on the same leveled playing field of time. Um, and as Scott, you talk about your calendar blocks and you've got your coaching clients. Now, showing up to coaching clients is, is something that is relatively easy to do. Like every coach shows up to their coaching, like, you know, any respectable coach, any respectable business person, you've got a business meeting, you show up and you show up doing your best. You don't show up like sloppy in your PJs and you're just sort of half-assing it. No, when you show up to a business meeting, you are ready to rock and you are your best self. You're ready to perform. And, um, you know, when I look back to the last year when I was doing these sales, I actually did zero sales calls outside of deep work sprints, outside of virtual co-working with people. Like that was my, that's my, my lane. Like essentially it's a highway. Like the moment I step in, like it's full speed ahead. Um, but I think to those listening, think about the meetings you show up to and how you show up 100% bang on. And now think about the meeting with yourself. How about that meeting of the thing you are building? You know, that thing that you've been putting off, whatever it is. Maybe it's because you have to finish your taxes. Maybe it's because you need to like finish something on your website, your blog, the podcast, the thing you're going to launch. Those are the things that we've noticed. Blake and I have led more than a thousand co-working sprints with people in the past year. It's so easy to not show up to the meeting with yourself. No one's there. We're entrepreneurs. No one's there to yell at you. Hey, no one's there to say, hey, you didn't show up. So when you know your first meeting of the day runs late and then you're like, responding to emails or you're doing all this other stuff that meeting with yourself is really easy to put off and i say that not yeah we're the experts on both 
being effective with time, but we are also experts in procrastination. We've had to learn how to hack our own tendencies. And it's taken us a decade of, you know, figuring that out and reading every single book on productivity and habits. And, and I think a lot of people take courses and they try to learn things, but it's about the implementation. And um, it's just, it's interesting, the meeting with yourself. Like I'm reminded of, there's, there's a, a woman who, um, Anne, who, who just joined our co-working world what would you say two months ago? And she joined because she's, she's a great marketer. She markets other people's stuff all the time. She joined us cause she's like, I'm sick of being, of not doing the marketing I do for everyone else for my business. <laughs> and so for her to jump to the next level, it's like everything she's telling everyone else to do, everything she's doing for everyone else, she's stuck in meetings, but you know, it took some structure. So it's important that wherever you are, find the structure that works for you to make sure your orange block and your blue block, if orange block is your client time, and let's say blue block is your business growth time, make sure you have that blue time and make sure there's a way that honestly, a great thing would be look back at your past week and see if you actually delivered a tangible result from your blue time and be honest about it. And if you didn't show up to your blue time, be honest about it. Because if you keep missing your blue time, that, that like business growth time, then you're not going to be growing at the speed you want. And, um, and you won't get this life. Scott's got with the, like the Netflix money wants the, the four hours with the, with the woman, you know, the walks with the dogs. It's listen, those things don't come easy. They require focus and structure and organization. But the simple of it is you've got your client work and then that's easy. You'll show up. It's the like, make sure if you have somewhere you want to go, you got to make sure you've got the business growth time locked in for yourself in some way. And you're like, I don't want to say religious about it. There's, there's connotations around religion, but you know, what's the word I'm looking for here? Committed to it. Committed. There's accountability in place. So you don't bail. (laughs) that's where I think it's great. Like Scott, you do coaching that, you know, these sorts of that, you know, people, there's lots of ways of getting accountability. There's coaches, there's peer groups, there's accountability groups. You know, we host uh, our co-working worlds. There's find, find one that works for you. Try them all until you find one that works. Cause I'll tell you in, in the more than a decade now of watching entrepreneurs go through startup phases and struggles, like, You've got to keep going till you find the thing that keeps you so laser focused. Like literally, if there was someone beside you watching you, they should be able to nickname you laser. <laughs> like, holy shit. You, that was an American gladiator. Named yeah. Laser. Oh, that yeah. was it? That was going oh, old. Yeah. yeah. The, the original American <laughs> gladiator laser. back in the day. Laser and Titan. Dynamite. Dynamite yeah. Ice. Uh, <laughs> that was... That, I mean, that, that's when Larry Zonka was the original co-host who played for the 72 Dolphins. That's the only undefeated team in NFL history. Anyway, we can go down that rabbit hole. Unreal. We're that's aging ourselves right now. That's what this podcast is about, I think. Yes. Yeah. I do believe that American Gladiators should all be sponsored so that there's names like, like Benadryl and like Allegra, like these kinds of 
I'm not promoting pharmaceutical company sponsorships necessarily, but I just think it'd be jokes. It, it would it would be a good play on American Gladiators. All right, yeah. so you know we're, we're we're winding down. This has been so helpful, not not just for me, but I know for the listeners. So before I get to my final question for you, fine gentlemen, uh, where can people find out more about? how you guys help people with everything that you're doing, uh, website, social links, uh, anywhere where you can direct people to go find out more. Cool. Well, there's this thing that we love leading for entrepreneurs all over the world, which is currently every other week, we do a free virtual workathon where it's basically like coming to the coolest virtual coffee shop, bring whatever work you want to get done to move the needle on your own business. And Elan and I facilitate just a wicked virtual vibe for productivity, fun, do work that's in a way that's easier, more focused, faster, and way more fun. So that's just at virtualworkathon.com. And it's a blast. You don't have to leave your house. You can wear pajamas. You just got to create a project, build your business from home, and do it in a way that maybe you haven't done. So virtualworkathon.com. And Elan, is there any other part of the internet you want to invite people to? Yeah, I mean, the virtual workathon is awesome because you can come get stuff done. Essentially, we have every hour on the hour is a sprint round for four hours. You can join for any hour or for all of them. And the last one, um, the fifth round of the event, which is really cool, is people can actually come and they get 30 seconds on the mic, promote what they're doing. They can pitch. And then everyone chimes in to pitch in with leads and ideas and all sorts of things. And this is just the thing we host for free every two weeks for now. So if you're listening to this, register for the next one. Um, we don't know until when this offer will last. So get on there. Uh, so yeah, anyways, that's virtualworkathon.com. The second thing is if you're, if you're looking to join us as a daily member uh, and you're interested in applying for that sort of thing. So if you are an, a, a, an ambitious entrepreneur or a solopreneur and uh, you want the accountability of daily, five days a week, two-hour block of focus, uh, deepworksprints.com. Awesome. So final question, no wrong answer, but I would love to hear both of your answers. What does success truly mean to the both of you? Hmm. I'll, I'll take this one, Blake. So uh, to me, success is is a feeling. Um, it's not a destination. I, I once did this thing called the goal walk. And you basically walk your goal. It's like a meditation and a walk at the same time. And you end up actually walking a distance of like, let's say 10 meters to, to this end rock that you stand on. And the, the awareness I got from that walk, when I looked back at, you know, reaching my goal, it was actually all that I was chasing was this feeling, this feeling of I'm here, I'm present, I'm alive, I'm unleashed. And so to me, success, it's not really about attaining external things. It's about me showing up unleashed and enjoying the heck out of my day and my life and what I'm doing and feeling like there's a purpose to it all. That's it. Love it. Blake? Ooh. <laughs> I said this like nine years ago on a podcast and it came to me just now, which is, I, I feel like for me, success is just having choice 
with relationships and time, meaning getting, getting to do what I want, when I want, where I want, with who I want, and why I want to, whether that be related to work, family, hobbies, passions. It's just choice with time and choice with relationships, and you got to build something really epic, impactful, and income generating to make those things possible for the people you love. So that's success to me while wearing a fedora with one of my best friends on the planet. Life by design. That's, and that's ex- honestly, when, when I get asked that question, that's exactly what I say. You know, being able to design my life the way that I want to, with who I want to, when I want to. And uh, I do believe in creating significant wealth because uh, they say that money doesn't buy happiness, but you know, you want to be able to do what you want and money gives you the options to do more with, with what you have, whether that's giving back or taking more vacations or just showing up and doing things that really fill your cup that allows you to fill other people's cups. So gentlemen, I first want to thank you guys so much for coming on here today and just blessing my audience with your knowledge and your insights and really bringing to fruition that it is possible to run a massively successful business in two hours a day if you are laser focused, just like the American Gladiator laser. And second, uh, I just appreciate everything that you guys are doing. Uh, I believe in in giving first uh, because when you give, that's when you get back. And you guys creating this this free community where people can go and become productive, uh, you're adding value to people's lives. So I just wanted to thank you both for for joining me today. It means a lot for you know just coming on here and sharing all the wealth of knowledge that you did. So awesome to be here and to get to know you and your world better, Scott. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely, and and guys, for all the listeners, all of the information. Uh, that uh, was discussed in this episode will be in the show notes and I highly, highly encourage you guys to check them out. Uh, this is just one of those things where everyone is looking to be become more organized, more productive, and, and truly create the business that you want. So everyone, please enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more, how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.